Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. out in Burbank. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 98, the greatest year in the history of baseball, 1998. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BLF, clicking that podcast drop down, and checking out the buffet of top-notch content from uh, some of the most knowledgeable people in this space. Now, uh, let me introduce myself. I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter R. Vera, and today we're recording on November 6, 2022, uh, a little SOG after dark. And as always, we have a great show for you today, but before we get into good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you just won an SOG prize pack. Uh, check out our socials if you want to see what other people have went, won, because uh, it's uh, it's a pretty good pack. You get some cool toys, you get a couple comic books, uh, a bunch of uh, really awesome things. We want to treat our listeners really well, because without you guys, we wouldn't be here. You are the greatest. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the 1995 Jones Island Turkey Neck Chowdown Championship with a whopping 88 turkey necks. Ladies and gentlemen, Batman on Film Junior contributor, Eric Holzman. Yep, 88. 88 a lot of turkey necks, necks, man. Turkey necks, yeah, it's a tough thing to eat, too. It's not not exactly the easiest thing to put down, but I did it. It's sweet meat. And it was. It is. It's probably actually my favorite part of the turkey now. The turkey neck has actually surpassed the, the turkey wing as uh, my preferred, uh, you know, meat of uh thanksgiving if i'm gonna have to my section of the turkey i guess i would call it right like yeah i'm kind of a dark meat guy so whatever mm-hmm. the dark the darker parts of the turkey are usually like uh because it's just the rest of it's dry i don't love turkey i don't hate it i don't love it it's just kind of there i I, pref- I really enjoy turkey i mean i i think it should only be served on thanksgiving me personally um I, there are much better things to eat uh, on Christmas Day, uh, but um, you know, I, I think the turkey Thanksgiving turkey is special to me. I'm sad that I'm upset that you have dry turkey. I feel like dry turkey is a sin. <laughs> well, I don't have. I wouldn't say I have dry turkey. I mean, there are ways. You don't cook the turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm assuming. No, I don't. No. Well, good for you. Take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister usually hosts. And in... which one? You've got like twelve. No. <laughs> Well, closest in age to me, my sister Allison. Okay. She usually she usually hosts, and she we get the turkey already pre done up from this Italian meat store. So they they season it and do all the stuff for it already. Oh wow! So your house isn't like boiling hot. So yeah, no, no. We she cooks it, but she bought this this electric like turkey maker thing that it just mm-hmm. it's just for like turkeys and stuff, and she uses that. Yeah, and last year she did it for the first time. It was the first time she had it, and it was fantastic. It was really good. Really? So okay, yeah. Good. So that's what we do now. She that's what she does. I carve it. I'm the one that gets tasked with carving it. I don't know why I get that mm-hmm. role, but I do. So yeah, I'll be carving for years. I would make fun of my mother for eating the turkey neck because I thought it was like the most disgusting thing ever. <laughs> 
And then like one year I tried, I was like, what the hell? Like, it's just, it's, it looks like just dark meat. I know it's the neck and some people are like, you know, like Ryan Lauer probably won't eat it because he can't even eat pea soup because he's a weirdo. But, um, it's, it's absolutely delicious. And now I can't get enough of them. I smoke them in my smoker. Uh, I like them cooked in the oven, like, you know, normal, uh, just part of the turkey. I, I can't get enough of them. I really have fallen in love with the turkey neck. So I missed out on some good food for years. Are you going to be smoking the turkey this year? Uh, no, we're going to go uh, to uh, some family. So I'm okay. going to do it. Last year I did. Yeah. And uh, I smoked like five turkey necks. So it came out really good. Yeah, I think it's just getting past the part that you're eating the neck in your head for some people. Like if once you get past yeah. that part, which probably gonna... when you think about it, it's like, how is it any different than eating a wing or a drumstick or... It's just, it's just right? a mental like, thing. That's it's what I'm just, saying. Like you're still eating, yeah. like a drumstick is a leg, right? Like you're still eating yeah. a leg, you know? So. Yeah. But it's when, just it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of how you're brought up, right? Those are the normal parts of the turkey or the chicken that you eat. It's the legs, it's the wings, it's the breast. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you eat. The neck is something you usually take out. Like my mother, I remember my mother taking out the turkey neck before she cooked it and then she'd cook it for herself <laughs> and She's she would eat woman. it. Yeah. So that it was never something that I put like two and two together to do, but, uh, it's not bad. I just, it's again, no, it's a mental I, thing. I actually love it. It's a mental it's, thing. It's crazy. I, I love, I usually, I don't eat that much turkey on Thanksgiving to be honest. I usually eat like the two wings. Like everyone knows I dig the wings. So I get the wings and the neck and, uh, that usually does it for me. And then I'm all about the casseroles. I think we need, um, what's it called? What was I going to say? Oh God, I just lost my train of thought. That's terrible. when that happens. You're, th- you're thinking about having Casey Walsh on so we can bash Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Every year. Our, he does. our November tradition. Yes. He comes on and he we talk about how he doesn't eat turkey. <laughs> but he'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> he'll go Thanksgiving dinner, but he hates the turkey. I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah, I love turkey. I actually do. I think it's, uh, I, but I, I, it's definitely like a once a year thing for me. Well, it's coming. It's not. We're only a few weeks away now. You know what else is coming? What? In less than a week. What? Uh, I very, I very well may be in the same building as that's right. UFC 281's coming to New York. I will be there, and you know, fingers crossed, my man's going to be there too. And I would love to get a picture with the pop pop culture juggernaut that is Hasbula. Yes, if you don't make that happen, if you don't do I'm everything, try. yeah, you do, do everything in your power. You know, talk to the right people. I don't know who you need to talk to, but talk to them. See about getting to meet this guy because you deserve to meet. I Ezra. love Ezra. I, I didn't even know who he was until you told me about this guy. And he's fascinating. He's now, literally like the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> I'm not fascinated by him. I'm more I fascinated. He's incredible. Yes, I'm fascinated by your fascination of of him. Oh, so, so just talking about it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be like the first time I met Rick Shue. You know, like I've built Hasbula up so big in my mind. Like I've created this like image of what Hasbula is. He may not match it. And that's kind of like what it was when I met Rick. I was like, oh, this is, oh, you're Rick. I thought you would be taller. <laughs> Did you have that when you met him? Because like we met him the same time. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I met him probably the same day you did. You just met yeah. him earlier. Yeah. I wasn't invited to the barbecue like you and Kowalski, 
Um, I wasn't privy to that. The, the Dude, he didn't even know who you were. He didn't know who you were. He knew who I was. No. He, no, no. When he when I asked him, about, I remember that time when I asked him, like, who's going to this thing, like, whatever. He said, this guy from New Jersey is coming named Pete. Named Pete. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I said, well, we might have something, something to talk about. And at the time, I didn't know anybody. I've been writing for the website for, like, a year at that point. I know. And then that's when I said, I'm like, wait. Because I was like, is, doesn't he write for BOF? And Rick was like, yeah, I think so. So he, he wasn't even sure. Oh, God. At the time. This is why Rick Shue is a letdown. And it's not because he didn't deliver on the mashed potatoes. Because he didn't even know who I was. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of And now crazy... I can't get rid of him. Now we're attached to the hip. I just, I love to get him all riled up. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's God certain... bless Jen Shue because... There's certain oh, buttons you she's can got press. the toughest job in the world <laughs> dealing with Rick. That's true. So many ways that's true. Oh, God bless no, her. but I have to deal with him too on Star Wars stuff. And I could we I that's a whole other show. I could literally talk about Rick's text to us about Star Wars for an hour and a half. <laughs> Not even lying. I wonder what those are like. For some reason, it's like he gets up he gets up earlier than anyone I know, number one. And then I get we get text messages like super early and it's all about like the day after Andor. like so when Andor comes out wednesday he'll start texting us thursday morning at least he's watching it right like didn't that's he, true like, miss the mandalorian for that's months true. yes he didn't watch it from the beginning and now so. he loves it so he doesn't love that's Andor. why i'm telling you you should watch batwoman season three you'll probably love it why wouldn't you it's, it's solid television well yeah maybe that and there's a lot of hot women on that show beautiful women there are a few. I know that. I interviewed a couple of them. So, yeah. So I don't know what you fanboys are That's missing right. out on, but uh, <laughs> actually, I do know what you're missing out on, and I think you should watch it. Well, that's a good way to segue into our first story because it kind of snuck up on me. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was coming so fast. Then the first two episodes of Titans dropped on Friday, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, Friday. They did. The first two episodes. So... Again, I totally, it, you put in our little chat the first two episodes of Titans drop, and I completely I was like, oh crap, I have to watch. <laughs> You've got to write reviews. Please tell me so, you did them. I haven't. This has been a long weekend for me. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, I had a couple. I have, I technically work two jobs, and I have to do most of my second job on the weekend, so I mm-hmm. didn't have enough time to write, but I'm going to try and squeeze it in tomorrow sometime. I must even Eric's going to try to get it in. So, yeah, in a matter of speaking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> but um yeah the first two episodes i mean i remember when the when the trailers came out we saw where they were going this year and there were certain things i thought uh, i was like okay i can't wait to see how they do this and this is a very very supernatural season so far mm-hmm. uh very very leans into the occult a yeah. little bit um and it's good. It's very. It's also a season where you finally kind of see them hitting their stride in a certain point. Like they're not. I feel like every other season, the season begins and they're kind of like still kind of figuring out what they are as a team. And this year, I finally feel like okay, that they're there already. Um. So we get a lot. You don't of that. think they they hit that stride at the end of last season? I thought they did that last year. Yeah, kind of like going into this year. I'm just I'm just saying the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with like last year. Obviously, Jason was going crazy right like that's how it started last yeah. year so this year that we kind of have the 
the team is there. They're, they are the Titans now. Everyone's trying to kind of try and uh, kind of hitting their stride and what their role is with, within the team. So I feel like we had that there. Corey is much more mature now. Her and Dick seem to be kind of on the same level uh, in a certain um, in a certain respect. They both kind of now respect mm-hmm. each other and they're kind of the co-leaders of the team. Uh, so there was a lot of that going on. Uh, without getting into the whole thing, I really love what they're doing with with uh, Raven, with Tegan Cross character. Uh, Raven, I thought, was fantastic in these first two episodes. She has grown the most uh, for me. So just really quickly, I'm not. I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm sure there are people who haven't seen it, and I don't want to ruin it for them. But I I enjoyed the first two episodes just because it's something that is different even for this show and the show has done a lot of different, but even for this show, it's, it's even more different than what I'm, what I was expecting. So So are we not going to delve into spoilers here? I mean, if you want to, we can, if you want to, you can, uh, you know I mean? Okay. So at this, at this point, if you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to talk spoilers. We'll put spoiler warning on the, on the show art. So there'll be, it'll be, it'll be clear and addressed. Um, I know Eric's probably saving things because he wants you to read his reviews. And, uh, you know, we've got other topics to talk about. Um, so spoiler warning, uh, you know, fast forward uh, or pause and whatever. Um, I was a little let down. Um, I, I'm not really feeling this storyline. The, uh, the whole blood occult. I, it's very it, it, it's going to be a slow burn. I could feel it already. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what Titans is. I feel like it takes them a lot. Last season, I. I was I wasn't into the last season until a lot of the Red Hood stuff ha- happened. Um, you know, like I, I felt like it took me a while to get into it. This seems to be the Superman season. Two episodes in, last season seemed to be the Batman season. Uh, they're in Metropolis. Um, you know, Superman's been hinted at. Um, we were introduced to a new Lex Luthor, who I actually thought was uh, wonderfully portrayed. Yes, I agree. For the little bit that he was there, I'm I'm a little disappointed. We're probably not going to get any more of him. I think that's kind of a bummer. Um, I'm just and everything going on. There's certain things that were happening at Star Labs. I wasn't really like okay, like what's going on with Gar. Not really feeling that. Um, I do like the Corey Dick Grayson relationship, even though Corey is Starfire, is a little out of character. I think it works for the show, like. I knew that going into it. She started off as a hooker in season one. So this is a very different portrayal. It's definitely not for kids. If that's what you're going to complain. Yeah, she's about. a little older, right? Older than yeah. we're used to. Um, so, yeah. I enjoyed everything with Lex and Connor. I thought that stuff was brilliant. I, it's the main villain has got to win me over. And so far they haven't. And it, it'll, it'll probably come, but right now it's just, it is a slow burn. And I, I'm sure like I said, it'll I'll, as the show gains momentum and carries on, I uh, I, I could see myself enjoying it because that's usually what happens with this show. But I was a little disappointed because after last season, I was really hyped. I thought, man, like they really kind of found their stride as creators behind the show and writers and stuff. And this just kind of, I know they've got to set things up because of the cult and, and that aspect and they did a decent enough job but i just don't know if this story is as interesting as i would want it to be yeah i mean we get introduced to brother blood a little bit um or it's the, mostly about mother mayhem right mother mayhem's more the focus in the first two episodes and 
yeah, man, she's a powerful villain. I would definitely say that. I will say I did not expect it to be as bloody or as gory. Um, when Raven's having her visions, I don't know who exactly that character is, but it made me think of like M Night Shyamalan's, <laughs> um, the the village. You know, <laughs> like I just yeah. you know yeah. this character in a hood who's kind of got this weird face. Though those we don't speak of, I, I kind of got a vibe from that. Um, it's definitely the darkest the show's ever been. Um, so they're clearly going in a different direction, but I'm interested to see what happens. And there's a lot of Metropolis stuff that they've teased and I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen. Are we going to see another Superman? I think that is a very strong possibility. Yeah. That's what I, I'm wondering if they have the license to do it, but I'm, it's possible. We might I'm sure they one. do. I just, you know, uh, I also love Titus Wellover's, uh, Lex Luthor. Um, I do wonder if we'll see him again, that he kind of, they, we'll talk about a little bit about because we have a couple um, show stories about this. Uh, well, that's he, another interesting thing is like he was pushed as this big part of the show, and you know, again, spoiler alert, they did kill him off in episode what one, right? Was they it killed? Two? Him I can't remember which one, but he, yeah, he, but he got he croaked within two hours. Yeah, I mean, he he they they get there really quickly with his character. Yeah. Um, you know they they're building the the father son relationship with him and and obviously Connor, uh, and his his scenes with Starfire early on were really good. These scenes oh, that with was Grayson, fantastic. yeah, the, you know, like I'm I'm one step ahead of you. I know exactly what you're doing. You know, like I thought that was cool. I did think the Nightwing suit looked a bit off this season, especially in the chest area. It looked uh, Nightwing looked a bit busty <laughs> in the costume, and I just I wonder if it's the same suit or if they're going to make some changes, but. The suit looked a little off for me. Yeah, I I noticed it a little bit too. Uh, even the design looked a little different to me. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, how they, many episodes are usually is usually Titans? Is 10. it twelve? Ten. Ten. All right, so we we we've got eight more to go. They 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 can totally win me over within, you know, an episode or two. Like that's that's not uncommon for a TV show, but. Yeah, I, I, after everything they did with Crane and Gotham and what they did with Bruce Wayne and at the end of that season, I was really, I, I, I might have overhyped it a little bit going in, you know, but that, that might be on me, but they can totally win me over, no problem. Right, so we've been talking about Lex and Titus Wolver's portrayal of him, and little did we know, I mean, we had talked before about how he has said he's he collects comics and stuff, but he really does, <laughs> like... He, you guys, yeah. would, you guys in the the rest of the group that we're in, you guys would love sitting down with this guy to, and talking to him with how much comics he knows. Uh, and he, yeah, he could, he, basically that's kind of how he won the job. Essentially, like, well, not the, I mean, obviously his resume speaks for itself, but he's like, no, look at my, look, he's like, here's my library. He's like showing them on this Zoom call the producers his 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 library of omnibuses and you know collected editions and he like. A lot of actors have said they're fans of comics and whatnot, you know, but like you always take it with a grain of salt. Are they really, you know, some people actually do put in the work and read the source material, but he seems to have been reading it for a long time. And throughout his interviews, he even said like, you know, this isn't the normal team Titans. You know, they're, they're way more mature. There's a lot more adult themes in this, you know, they're not kind that, you know, they're, they're not kids. They're more, they are adults. So that show gets treated as such. And, you know, I, I, everything he said really kind of won me over. That's why I was kind of bummed out that they killed him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they kind of addressed that too in one of the articles and one of the pieces that we, we got this information from. 
about, you know, what's going on for the future. And he's kind of ambiguous about what could possibly happen. He says, you know, this has to do with the the occult. And he goes, you know, it's also it's a, it's a comic book show. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Guys could still be, you know, he could still be alive or he might have clones because, you know, Lex has all these clones. So maybe it wasn't really Lex. So he he definitely for that answer, he leaned into his comic book knowledge because that's what he gave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe we will see him again. I kind of hope we do. I, I, he's just a really good actor, so I love when you have that level of actor on a show like this. Uh, if you've ever seen any of his other work, I mean, he's been in plenty of movies before. Um, he's in the town. He's one of the, the cops in the town. He has a show called Bosch. On, Is uh, he in the town? I guess I don't recognize t- him because of the beard. He's in the town, yeah. He plays the other cop. John Hamm and him are partners, and he plays the other That's cop. him? That's him, yeah. That's him. Wow! I, he's clean. Is he clean-shaven in that movie? He's got Yes, him. he is. He's clean-shaven, yes. He has. Yeah. I I, I never him. would have thought that was him. Yep, that's him. Wow, I'm gonna have to Google him right now. So yeah, so I'm like I'm with you. I really hope that we get to see him again. I hope that because how he dies obviously is from being connected to the cult, um, which we see him find whatever. Which I still don't know what he found in the beginning of the show. Like they go him and Mother Mayhem. Yeah, this, it's, yeah, they did a wonderful job teasing him and thinking he's gonna be more in the show. Then what, you know, because I was like, oh, wow. Like, I thought I thought Lex was going to be one of the big bads going into the show. I really did. With the amount of press that Wellover was getting. And and then, you know, before he got the axe, like, I, you know, it, it starts off with him. And he's basically breaking down the Titans as we speak, as only Lex Luthor can. So I was really fascinated with seeing this portrayal kind of fleshed out a little bit. And whether we get that or not is to be seen. Um, but um, so far, I mean, within two episodes, I was real. I was impressed. Yeah, I can't like put I said, him up on the Mount Rushmore of Lex Luthor's no. after just two hours, but you know, I definitely <laughs> yeah. want to see more. Like I, 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 some people were talking about it on Twitter. Like, you know, I think it was Josh who was like, can we finally agree? Not all Lexes have been great. And like, how could you say that? The guys, <laughs> we barely had a cup of coffee with this guy. <laughs> yeah. We really don't know. I mean, what we saw, I liked, but yeah, you know, we really don't know yet. He hasn't had enough time to be in the role. So I'm hoping we see him again. And uh, I told, I said, I liked, I really liked the Rachel arc, at least what we started seeing. What did you think of it? Cause. Um, it was okay. I kind of enjoy her clairvoyant experiences. Um, but like I said, like, again, it's tying into this blood cult, which has, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Like I gotta, it was cool visually. But I, it, it's like one of the parts of the show where I'm just kind of like, I, I, I need a little bit more than what I got. You know, I only got two episodes. So, you know, it, it it's okay. I I just, I, I can judge it better probably. I, I will be able to judge it better by season's end. But right now I'm just kind of like, okay, like let's, let's kind of pick up the pace a little bit here. It just feels like Brother Blood's going to take a while to get to his his status, I feel well, like. I felt like the end of episode two, we were closer okay. to getting there. So I guess we'll kind of see. Because we got a really clear view of the Mother Mayhem's power anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, she got a lot more screen time than I thought she was going to get. Yeah. So I thought we, we were going to... Go on. I said we haven't met Jinx yet. We know Jinx is coming. That's another thing, yeah. Yeah, so we haven't met Jinx yet. So we know that Jinx is involved and we'll be getting 
her sometime soon, which I'm assuming within the next two episodes. Titan usually likes to do that, introduce each new character mm-hmm. in their own episode. And they, they usually name the episode. So the first episode of this season was Lex Luthor. The second one was Mother Mayhem. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I how mean, it, it's, it's definitely a brother blood origin story. Yes, it is. And that's probably where it's yeah. a little bit different. Whereas like in last season, Jonathan Crane was Jonathan Crane. He was already in Arkham. Right. We, you know, we had, uh, we had a little bit of a brief history with him. Like obviously as an exposition, but right. You know, he was fully formed. We are, we knew what to expect, right? Like the only right. real big difference in that character was he was a big pothead. So <laughs> other than and that, think, like we know. And I think because more people know that character already, mm-hmm. You know, you kind of, you can kind of do that and throw him in, and people are like, oh, that's Scarecrow, and they just know who he is. Whereas yeah. this character, Brother Blood, is really probably not known by anyone. Yeah. Or very no, I mean, you, I mean, you have Scarecrow, you have Trigon, you have Deathstroke. Yeah. Those have been the big three bads of the previous season. So. Yep. So yeah, so I think it's a good start. Like you said, I, you know, it, you de- I definitely agree with you. It is kind of a slow burn. We are kind of getting really bits and pieces of the the development of brother blood who that's going to be uh but i really like again the sh- to me the show has to keep pushing a lot of people don't like how it pushes the envelope i do because that's how it came out the gate and it stayed true to that and it stays true to pushing the envelope every mm-hmm. season so it has to do that and i think it's doing that again this time maybe the blood thing isn't for everybody but at least they're going there they're still doing what they've done which is make i think is what the well, fans of the show like I think at the core, Titans has always been about family. You know, season right, one was about Rachel and Trigon. Right. Season two is about Jericho and Rose and Deathstroke. Season three was about, Jason. you know, Jason and Bruce yeah. and Dick and Bruce, that relationship. And so probably that's why I'm, that, that's why I'm leaning towards, is there going to be a, a Clark Kent Superman in this? Because yeah. if, if Lex is killed off, you know, you have that father son connection through two episodes with Lex and Connor and then maybe it kind of gets finished off in a unique way with Le- uh, with uh, Connor and Clark or Superman, however they want to play it out. But, you know, it's it's all wait and see, to be honest. Like, it's only been two episodes. I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, it, I'm not going to watch the show next week. Like, no, I'm going to watch it because I want to see what happens. I want to see if it gets better or worse or whatnot. And, you know, this way we can talk about it with you guys. Right. Right. And I, I mean, and the people who don't like it, to me and they haven't liked it from the beginning that's fine it's not your type show i totally understand but you know if you do like it if you are a fan of the show like i've been from the beginning i think you're going to be more open to what's coming so let's see what happens but i'm i'm totally on the ride now and and being ready to be i am ready to be taken there uh with titan season four one thing one show that is coming to an end which is kind of sad because it is a very good show and i was hoping it would stay a little longer but it seems to be a casualty of the cw is star girl will end after this season so as we know um the show was kind of in limbo we weren't really sure it was going to happen uh we when it didn't get announced at first that it was going to be the ones that was going to end we all thought oh maybe it's going to hang on but unfortunately not. So, uh, you know, this was Jeff John's baby's Jeff John's creation. It was based off his sister who died. So Jeff John spoke and he released a statement. He said, Stargirl has always held a special place in my heart for many reasons. With all the brewing changes at the network, we were aware that this was possibly the last season. So we wrote with that in mind and have delivered what I believe to be the best season of Stargirl yet with complete creative closure. 
The cast and crew are extraordinary, and I'd like to thank them for helping me bring this series to life. Breck embodied Courtney in every possible way, with great strength and humor, exceeding my wildest expectations. I am grateful to WBTV and the CW for giving us a home to tell this story and to honor my beloved late sister, and I'm beyond thankful to the press and fans who have always championed us for the three amazing seasons. Most series never get this far. We couldn't be more proud of our show and the fan community it's built. So, Pete, what do you think? This is a bummer. Uh, I really thought this was going to be one of those shows that I, I, I would hope would make them the shift over to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, to be brutally honest, I think this is probably, in terms of DC television, out of what we recently got from... Seasons one through three, I, I think you could rank this up there with quality of Peacemaker and and uh, Watchmen. You know, I think it's been consistently that good. I know those other two shows only had one season, but I think their three seasons have been superb. Uh, it's been a wonderful passing of the torch show uh, of from older heroes to new heroes, and even reintroducing those older heroes back into time and continuity. You know, uh, bringing them back. Um, so. This was, uh, it's a bit of a bummer. You know, it was kind of scratching that Green Lantern itch I had, you know, uh, seeing Ted Grant, you know, Wildcat uh, in live action was a dream come true for me. Uh, The girl who plays Yolanda does a fantastic job as Wildcat as well. So there's a lot of uh, characters that I really love to see, Um, you know, even, you know, uh, Jakeem and the, uh, oh God, what's the name of the pen thing? His little wizard. Like that was just wonderfully yeah. done, you know. Uh, I, it, it's a bit sad, but you know, I got three really good seasons. I can't wait to see how this season closes out. Uh, I hope they go out with a huge bang. I really do because it's 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 been a lot of fun, and I, I've really enjoyed it. Well, if they're bringing back Batwoman for the final season of The Flash, why don't they bring her in too? Uh, there actually have been numerous rumors that Stargirl will appear on Titans. Okay. So that is a rumor that has circulated around the internet. I don't know how true it is. Uh, we we haven't reported it until right. now because it's just clear scuttlebutt amongst uh, the Twitter sphere. But it, it's it's a rumor that's gained traction. Uh, some of the cast has even talked about it very ambiguously because obviously that's what they do. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. That would be an interesting thing. I know John Wesley Ship is reprising his role as Jay Garrick from The Flash on Stargirl. Right. Uh, so we'll see where that plays out. But, uh, you know, and we'll talk about this later on the show. It seems that DC is seemingly trying to find one path instead of having multiple things. Are, yes. Things are changing. So I imagine, you know, obviously the CW got sold. Now they're trying to focus on uh, what is a younger audience, because apparently the average age of a CW viewer is 58 years old. I can't believe that. And they want to do uh, what I believe they think they want to lean a little bit more towards unscripted content. So I guess that means more reality TV for a younger audience. Um, So for all of you who are tired of hearing me defend and champion the CW, uh, I I imagine you'll be very pleased because I'm not going to have to do that anymore because it's not going to be around. So there's still Gotham Knights. I I imagine that'll get one and done. (laughs) You know, just because... You know, that's it, it, everything else is getting canceled. I just imagine, you know, it, it's funny how that is that able to uh, not get axed, but Batgirl did. So that just means Gotham Knights are already better than Batgirl. Well, I don't know about all that. Probably. I mean, you've never budget. seen either, so you they can't probably have a smaller budget. That's probably they, my... they probably have the same budget. 
<laughs> I would hope not. I would hope a film would have a little bit more of a budget than a show. Yeah, but it's you never a streamer. Know. But Breck Basinger, who was the star of Stargirl, she of course played Courtney, um, released a statement as well. She said, getting to play Stargirl and be a part of the DC Universe has been the greatest honor. I am so grateful for every moment of it. I would like to thank our fearless leader, Jeff Johns, along with WBTV, the CW, the cast and crew of Stargirl, and of course the fans. Thank you. This show will forever live in my heart. So... There you go. Another one bites the dust. It's terrible, uh, you know, but we knew this was possible when, when the Warner Bros. Discovery merger or takeover happened. And, uh, yeah, here we go. So That's all right. I mean, you know, we got three seasons out of it, and uh, I keep encouraging people to watch it because, you know, uh, Family Guy got brought back at one point, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, you never know. It could just be right now they're flushing out the stuff because they don't have the money. And then maybe when they get the money, if people like it, it'll come back. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, speaking of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, uh, our favorite CEO, <laughs> David Zaslav, spoke yet again um, about everything that's going on. And he says a bunch of things. So they're first going to be aggressively attacking the ad-supported streaming market yes, next year. So that's when the, the launching of the combined Discovery Plus and HBO Max will happen now in the spring ahead of what was supposed to be next summer. So he says, we have a unique opportunity to increase our addressable market and drive value, and we intend to move quickly. Stay tuned. So there's a whole other stuff in the article about the money and what's involved. It's kind of boring. I don't want to you know, get you guys, tell you guys all this stuff. You can read about it if you want to. Uh, but they brought in a little, they reported, I'll just do this one thing. They reported 9.8 billion, a loss of 2.3. They were expected to build 10.4 billion in revenue. So that's from the merger. That's everything that happened there. From a business, I don't, I'm not a business guy, but doesn't that, that sounds like they were close to what they wanted, no? Yeah. Maybe 9.3, they wanted 10 something. It's, yeah, you know, I know it's not the goal, but you were almost there. 600 million or so. Yeah. I mean, if Cashman wants to tell me reaching the ALCS and getting swept is an improvement from the one game wild card, then I guess that that's how business is done these days. Oh, that's a whole other show, man. We could talk about that forever. But he he starts, to, they start, he's trying, uh, sorry, Zazla, Zazlav tries to explain um, why all this stuff was happening. And he says, a significant amount of change is required. In fact, we see this as presenting a meaningful opportunity, one that we have seized wholeheartedly, to look inside each of our businesses and really determine what's working and what's not working, which is what normally what you do normally when you take over a company. Um, we are reimagining and transforming the organization for the future while driving synergy enterprise-wide, increasing our target to at least $3.5 billion and making significant progress on our combined DC, DTC product. While we have lots more work to do and there are some difficult decisions still to be made, we have total conviction in the opportunity that lay ahead. He specifically talked about the hirings of James Gunn and Peter Safran, which we talked about last week. And he says, for them running the vision, it's a passion project, not just a job. And they have a powerful vision and blueprint that will drive a more unified and creative approach. Um, when talking about shows that they've removed from, from HBO Max, he says, we didn't take one show off a platform that would help us in any way. And, and he said, and Sorry, adding that they want to replace those shows with content that has a chance to be more successful and have a larger audience. Still plans on leaning on DC Comics, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter franchises as potential growth areas. So he kind of addressed a lot of things in this article. He kind of gave you a 
a, a high level view of everything that's going on. Uh, and he did specifically address gun and Safran. So for DC fans, I think you should, should be, be happy about the place that we're in. So Pete, what did you think of this, this state of the HBO? I, mean, I think this is way above my pay grade, but <laughs> <laughs> be brutally honest. Um, okay. Uh, I, I appreciate to be honest when he mentions the, th- the big three IPs, I could care less about, uh, what is it? What was it? Lord of the Rings and Harry I Potter. Care less about Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Like that is of absolutely no interest since day one. I could care less about those two IPs. I know Eric's a big fan of both. Good. Enjoy that. Have fun with it. Um, it just, you know, he, he, he again, we'll go back to Batgirl. He didn't think it was quality. He didn't think he right. could make money. He didn't think it was good enough. That's clear enough. That's, that's one thing. Um, that's an, another reason why they probably sold their stake in the CW. Right. Like they, 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 it's time to move on. Uh, and that's fine. You know, I, I'm a fan of the CW, but like I said, it's, it's, it, it, it had its course. You know, the flash is going to end at nine seasons. Other things, you know, we'll see what happens with Superman Lois. Stargirl got three. Again, Black Lightning got four. Batwoman got three. Legends Tomorrow got seven. Arrowhead eight. You know, like these shows, it, you know, it, you know, and we'll see what happens with this Gotham Knights thing. That seems to be the only one that's really one and done. So that's fine. Um, no one even cares about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's he's done what he said he's going to do. He's, he's he inherited a ton of debt. He's trying to clean house, and he's starting over. He's he's building a foundation from the ground up. And to be honest, after what's been going on the past what uh, ten years, maybe that's the best thing. You know, they've seemed yeah. to try to. There's been a lot of duct tape on a lot of leaks, and uh, maybe it's just time to knock this old house down and let's start fresh. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, this is the first time I remember hearing something from a from obviously before this was Kalar, and now we have Zaslav. And this is the first time I remember reading something like this where it didn't sound shaky. Like when Kalar would speak and talk about wanting to move to HBO Max and push the streaming service, to me, if you, I could kind of read through the screen, I guess, or the lines. Mm. And I kind of knew, like, yeah, you know what? You're just throwing stuff up against the wall and hoping it sticks. That's what you're doing. It's interesting you say that because I've seen there's been numerous people on Twitter, uh, whether it's Casey Walsh, I know Brendan Lowe from Holy Batcast. They seem to not have been a bigger, uh, as big of, they they seem to not have as a positive uh, spin on what was said in this investors call as, as we have had. Um, so I find that interesting. You know, it, it seems that it's gotten a lot of both ways here. I, it, it all depends, I guess, where your head's at, to be honest with you. I, yeah, it's your perspective, right? It's how you're looking at things. Yeah. Uh, I think the Batgirl decision really, really pissed a large fe- segment of the fan base off. So it's going to oh, take yeah. a, it's going to take a long time for people to for him to I win. I think Zednik's recovered. <laughs> I think Zeddy still hasn't not recovered from and Leslie you know Grace. That's cool, man. That's cool. I was bummed about it at first too. I I had a very visceral reaction when I first read it. And I said on the show that bothers me now when I think about that because I'm normally not that type of person. I normally like that to was try a joke, it. by the way, for the peanut gallery before you attack me. That was a, <laughs> that was a clear joke. Yes, yes, we we love him, so that that's don't even think anything more. But yeah, like my response when that first happened, I was the same way. I just I took immediately went on the offensive, and I I try not to be that guy. I try and get all the information first before I react. So. That was kind of, I look back at that now and I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know what? This is, a, it's a takeover. 
clearly there was financial information they didn't weren't privy to. And when they got in the mess, they were like, crap, we need to do something now. Yes, that decisions were made. You can argue back and forth if they made the right ones. That's not for me to say. I, like you said, it's above my pay grade. I don't have that kind of knowledge on how Who am to, I to tell them how to run their studio. Right. And I've never run a studio, so I have no idea how to do it. But we're past that point now. You got to move forward. And that's what they're trying to do. So, yeah, I just think a lot of DC fans particularly have been outraged because it seems like there's been one regime change after another. There has you been. Know, one, and, and, you know, one promises you one thing, then it comes and then it comes the next. They want to do things differently. And that's what happens. You know, like everyone wants to bring in their guys. There's never a chance, a, reg- a time when, you know, the new boss comes in and he's like, oh, the status quo is working. No, that never happens in any aspect of life. Everything Whenever the new boss comes in, he's going to shake things up how he wants in his image, in his vision. And, you know, we knew this was going to happen. It just, we just didn't think it was going to happen as drastically or as unheard of as as has been running things, you know, because that Batgirl stuff, that no one's ever, you know, the, you think about it. Like I was listening to um, the Mar- Mar- Mario Robles did a podcast with Bill on the, his uh the fanboy podcast and like you know bill mentioned like yeah we got superman returns they were about to start filming but they the movie wasn't in the can like this is kind of a uh, new territory yeah no you're right and anytime anytime like you said anytime a company there's a sale the reason that company was sold is for a reason and clearly the the decision to push everything to hbo max and push the streaming service blew up in at&t's face and that's why they sold that's why they're looking for a buyer for oh, AT and T couldn't wait to cut and run. Yeah, so I mean, this is going to happen, and we know that. And yeah, like I'm done thinking about the past now. We have this, we have it, we have something going forward, and I'm not the only one looking forward because the new co-head of DC Films tweeted something out just today. Um, and I'm talking about James Gunn, who we know is so gracious to fans on social media. He interacts with people all the time. He's interacted with me before. So it's really, really cool that you could tell he actually cares about what the fans think. And he, well, he had should a... not actually your Aquaman. <laughs> I know we have to work on, on the movie, but still. Uh, so here was his tweet. It's a, it was a thread of tweets. I'm just going to read them real quick. Open up Twitter at the end of a long creative weekend to see the many tweets to hashtag save legends of tomorrow and hashtag release the air cut and fan support for other DC projects over the years. The majority of these requests were enthusiastic and respectful. As the new and first ever CEO of DC Studios, Peter and I think it's important we acknowledge you, the fans, and let you know we hear you. We hear your different desires for the pathways forward for DC. Although our ability to interact on Twitter has been lessened due to the workload of our new positions, we are listening and open to everything as we embark on this journey and will continue to do so for the next few years. But all our initial focus is on the story going forward, hammering out the new the new DCU and telling the biggest story ever told across multiple films, television shows, and animated projects. We invite all of the DC fandoms from across the multiverse and everyone else as well into this new universe. We can't wait to reveal more. So real quick, Pete, what did you think of that address? Uh, to me, it's it's... It's just, you know, I, I called the political PR on, on Twitter. And, uh, if this makes some people happier to get it from James Gunn himself than through a trade like the Hollywood Reporter, so be it. Um, I, I would have had no issue um, if it came through a trade, to be honest. I mean, Hamada's done interviews with trade. Sarnoff has done it. Kalar's done it. Like they, 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 you know, these people who have been running the ship 
under the old regime have done in the past. So to me, it's this is no different than just this is the D.C. State of the Union. Um, you know, I, I'm glad he said we're moving forward. I'm glad he put those two specific hashtags out there uh, because they were uh, they were making a lot of noise this weekend, especially the haircut. I know those those people are really championing that. I mean, not as much as they championed the, the last project, but, you know, I, I, to me, it's just like, I don't know, guys, we got to move on at some point. And, uh, you know, I, I get it. Studio meddling happens. Uh, some of you are really upset about it, but you know, and <laughs> we're, 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 I'm ready to just keep moving forward regardless of who's in charge and what they're doing. I'm just, I'm just ready to move on. Um, you know, and if that is moving on with Henry Cavill in, um, you know, a man of steel sequel, or if that was rebooting the character of Superman, I was, I was ready for it. Uh, again, I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'm, I'm just here to just enjoy the content they create. And if I don't, I don't enjoy it. And that's fine. I can critique it on a critical level without sending anybody a death threat or calling them a snake. Um, it's, it just is what it is. Uh, I appreciate him taking the time. Um, to me, it's not a big deal. I'm still in wait and see mode because God knows what's going to happen within a year. You know, I just, I just don't know, you know, projects are going to come to fruition. Some projects will not, some projects will be announced. Some projects won't be, uh, I just, it's cool. Thanks James. But like, I, you know, I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt until I see something like, so for me, the next thing is what Shazam, the flash, like what's the next movie coming out? That's, that's where my yeah. concern is. That's where my focus is. I'm not worried about you know, the, it, some people are all about the 10 year plan. I need the 10 year plan. I'm more like, I've got so much going on in my personal life. Uh, I'm just worried about the next movie. You know, I'm <laughs> looking forward to the next episode of star girl before it ends. I'm looking right. forward to the next episode of Titans. That's where my head is at right now. I, I, I can't think that far ahead because you want to know something I could, my train could get derailed on my way to work. And then, you know what? I'm not going to see any of it. So therefore I'm just going to enjoy what I can. You know, like if that's too grim for you, I'm sorry, but that's the God's honest truth. I can get hit by a bus tomorrow. That's so like the 10 year plan doesn't affect me, but like, it, it's just, I'm just going to focus on what I have and what I can watch and what's coming. And that's that. But if this, if for those of you who have been asking for this stuff, who, for those of you who need it, I'm happy you got it. Um, if this, I'm glad that it, he, again, he has seemed to settle some things, but you know, moving forward, do I think movies, TV and animated are all going to be connected? No, I don't think they're all going to be connected. Well, I just don't. I think, I think it's I good. I also don't know either. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. We don't know that, but I think it's good from a standpoint of this is how he's always interacted with people. And he's like I said before, he's always been good to th good to the fans. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he chose this forum to do this kind of address, I think is great because uh, he's bringing it right to people. He's not trying to do it through an editor's lens, through a magazine, or like I said, we talked before he came on air. A lot of times when you agree to do these interviews, you have a list of things you can discuss, a list of things you can't. This was just him tweeting, and I thought it was great from that perspective. I agree with everything else you said, though. Like it's it's very much. I don't want to say damage control because it's not, there's nothing really to control to me. Um, the way I look Part at it also is, feels like his inbox just blew up all day because people are talking about the air cut and he's just like, Hey guys, I heard you, but it's enough. We're moving forward. Whatever. Like, I don't care for about that point. Like I, I'm not, I don't care what made him do it. He did it. That's fine. It's out there now. And people are, are mostly positively responding to it, which for this studio, Hey, that's good. That's good news. That's true. It's a rare W. Right. And you look at it again, we were talking about what's coming in the future. We already know the next year film-wise is kind of set. Aquaman is supposed to come out Christmas Day next year now, right? Aquaman 2. Uh, 
So we have a full year now, a little over a full year now of projects we know that are supposedly coming. The Flash still might get pushed back. We don't know. There's kind of up in the air with that, uh, with that news. But we know Shazam's coming. We know The Flash still currently is coming next summer. And we know Aquaman's coming at the end of next year. So to me, it's post that point. Whatever happens going, so, so we're basically talking starting 2024. That's where it picks up for me with their kind of leadership. Yes, we might get animated projects between now and then. Yes, we might get different things on TV. I don't know. But that to me is the starting point for what's going to happen with Gunn in the future. So I think it was important that he put um, the greatest story ever told across multiple films, television and animated projects because a lot of people want that, number one. And number two, it doesn't back you into a corner. So he can do what they can do what they want. It's um, very, it's vague. It's yeah, vague it's very vague. It doesn't back him into a corner. You know, if you do include animated projects, which I think would be would be different, even though Marvel does it with like what if and things like that. They've kind of done that. But still, I think it'd be cool to have that that element in here because their animation is great. Most of their animation I love. So you want to do that? Fine, go ahead. But yeah, just a very, very welcome, welcome you, welcoming, well, yeah. blah, 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 welcoming everybody in on a social forum that most people use, most fans use, most fans hatch the stuff out on. I thought was a brilliant PR move, like you said, and it's not something that we've had before from anyone. So if you're a DC fan, I I, I think you should feel, be feeling good right now. But still, like you said, to kind of take things with a grain of salt. It's very early. And like, and like I just said, we really don't need to worry about things until after next year. Like that's I'm, how, that's I'm not going to be really that worried about them so. after next year. Like it. I think these two guys are more than capable of pulling this off. You know, I mean. Yeah. And they I, have I the wish, full support. I thought Hamada was more than capable of pulling it off. You know, people want to pretend like he didn't have a plan, but we already knew what it was. You know, if you want to ignore the truth, that's up to you. You can live in your little bubble. But it's just, it is what it is. Like it's, he's, he's a studio. Now he's, He's a studio head now, you yeah. know, he's, he's going to be front and center of this. So this is probably not going to be the last time he speaks on this issue. Right. You know, and he's definitely going to be the public face, right? Safran yeah. will probably be the behind the scenes guy. He gun is going to be the one out in front of this, but like, there's still projects like the Batman, which seems to be in its own sure. world. Joker, sure. which seems to be in its own world. You know, while they seem to be streamlining things, I, I don't know or th- I, I just, I wouldn't expect the joke. I wouldn't expect Joaquin Phoenix to merge with an existing shared universe, right? Especially since we were teased to the Joker in the Batman. Like, the, it's clearly a right. different guy. They look nothing alike. <laughs> right. I think, so. I think that, I think that's going to be considered like the dark, the black label stuff. They may not call it that, but that's what's going to, that's going right. to be considered. And, and they're going to be in their own little sphere. But everything else, I think, might touch each other at some point. We just we and look, we don't even know what's going on, man. Like it's no, going to take, it's taking them, it's going to take them a year to get their projects under their belt, right? Like you said it before, like the the old regime still has films that are coming out. You know, they have nothing to do with you know the saffron gun era. This is a brand new era. Things are starting over from scratch, and you know, like again, if you needed to hear this from James Gunn. You got it. I hope this makes you feel better. Um, I'm not. I wasn't losing any sleep before. I'm not losing any sleep now. I like I said, these guys are more than capable of doing this. Saffron has his shared universe of horror movies yep. over at New Line with the Conjuring stuff, which I've loved. 
Um, he produced Aquaman. He produced Shazam. He produced Black Adam. Uh, Black Adam. Like it's the guy makes movies I like, uh, as does James Gunn. So we'll see what the two of them can do together. We've got a little bit of it. We have a taste, you know. And don't forget, like during the whole press tour for the Suicide Squad. Peter Safran was the one stressing this is a reboot. It has nothing to do with the previous movie that came from him. So we'll see what he has to say now, because as a co-studio head, he he's making half. He's going to, he's a part of making all the decisions. So it's again, it's just wait and see, but if you needed to hear this, I hope this makes you feel better. Yeah. I mean, I didn't need to hear it. I didn't even know it was coming. So <laughs> that's the thing I love. That's I mean, why I was at, at work. Like, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. I was watching football. So I had no, no idea this was coming. It was great though. It was great in a way, like I said, but just because of the form he chose to do it in is how a lot of, most of us um, consume this information. So it was really cool to, to see it and there. Like, to be honest, like I read his tweets a few times and I was like, do I really need to comment on this as, you know, as, you know, just as a fan, as a podcaster, like, do I need to address this? Like to me, there wasn't really much said until like the fourth tweet when he said, we're moving forward. You know, like to me, that was like, okay, thanks for all your hashtags this weekend. But like that stuff's not going to come out guys. And that, that's, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how I took it. Like I just, yeah. Again, yeah. Like, like you've, I... you've been spamming me all day about these two things, mostly about the air cut, but like I'm moving forward, you know, like it's, I know he has a good relationship with Ayer. Uh, you know, like I know that they both were very supportive of each other's films. Right. Even though, you know, Gunn kind of took the Suicide Squad from Ayer. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe Ayer gets a second shot with DC. I don't know. I think he should get a second shot. Yeah, you without know. someone middling on his project. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally think he should. Um, Maybe the third. I, could, I would also understand if he doesn't want to come back, you know, it, it, but it is what it is. I Again, I, I don't have any alliance to any regime director producer you know from tim burton to schumacher to nolan to snyder to reeves like it's just like all right like who's who's the guy who's running the who's who's the guy who's going to deliver me the next batman that's 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 where i'm at my alliance is to what's coming not to you know the past or any specific person it's, it's to the character it's to the dc bullet it's to the the yellow oval to the shield, you know, like that, that's, that's where the lightning bolt on the flash and Shazam, like those are, that's where my allegiance lies in within the characters themselves, not with the people who create the characters. Cause as soon as they're gone, it's on to the next, like, that's it. They're just like athletes to me. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you like some stuff, you don't like other stuff and then someone gets another shot. Yeah, that's how it works. Seventeen. I enjoyed the seventeen Yankees more than the twenty twenty two (laughs) Yankees. You know, there's some holdovers there. You know, it always comes back to baseball. It always. Well, I'm just putting in a reference that I understand that hopefully somebody else will get. You know, like I, 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 I like the ninety five Devils more than the twenty twenty one Devils. Like it's just fair. You know, it's that's just how I. That's how I can relate to it. You know, just that's just me. Yes, but one thing we can all relate to is Superman and what he means to most people. I mean, merely to all people, in my opinion. The the one character who, for me, has always been told the most, the, mostly the same way is Superman until recently. Uh, but Henry Cavill, as we know, is back. 
as we told you guys last time, he is back and he'll be playing Superman going forward. Uh, a couple of stories came out that kind yeah, of bolstered to this. To me, he never left. Right, that's true. We, he was never officially gone, so you're 100% correct. He was never really replaced. I know nope. there's a Superman on TV, but theatrically, he's never been replaced. He's That's true. He was never replaced. Uh, a couple of things made that easier. The first thing we'll say is that his role on The Witcher is now done. Uh, he gave up uh, the Geralt, the title of Geralt from, I think it's Rivia. I always forget. Um, I don't know, don't care. I watched The Witcher. It was a very good show. He was very Did you enjoy good. it? But yeah, it was good. It's a good show. You think uh, it's better than Batwoman? Much better than Batwoman. But I'll consider it. Liam Hemsworth is taking over. So Henry Cavill now has tons of time <laughs> to, fo- to focus on Superman. Because uh, we know Enola Holmes 2 just came out. I don't know if they're going to do, be doing a third season of Enola Holmes. So he might have a, even more time. Oh, that's uh, a TV show? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a TV I show. thought it was a movie. No, no, no. It's a TV show. Okay. Yes. I, okay, because they did like a whole red carpet thing. I, I I thought it was a film. I'm sorry. They all get that treatment now. Do they? <laughs> I okay. feel like it. If it's a good show, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's in it. So I mean, mm-hmm. she's huge from Stranger Things. She's a she's a big name now. So anything that has that kind of a pull, I think, gets that kind of a treatment. So, but yeah, it's been a what's it called? It's been a kind of eventful weeks for Superman. A couple weeks for Superman, and he also spoke spoke about what the most important factor behind his return was so henry says in an interview with screen rant he says there is so much in the way of conversations to be had obviously i have a very close connection to the character there is something extraordinarily special about him extra extra uh, extraordinarily special about his capacity to give and to love i don't mean romantically i mean his love for earth and for people who live here and to make people feel powerful to make people feel like superman themselves I have plenty of desires for this, of course, which will be discussed more in time. But the most important thing, which I'll be aiming for, is for the audience to leave the cinema and to feel like they can fly, to feel like they can protect, and to feel like they want to give everyone else, um, to feel like they want to give it to everyone else. That would be my goal. He Sounds like with, Superman to me. Yes, and he finished with, I'm so excited to tell a story with an enormously joyful Superman. So kind of to me a little poke at the previous interpretation he was asked to play. Uh, I, full disclosure, I like Man of Steel. So, you know, I, I, I liked what they did in BVS because they stuck to it. It worked in that film. That's the kind of film it was. So I never had a problem with his portrayal, except for the fact that he had so few lines. That's always been my main, <laughs> my main issue with that film. Mm-hmm. But this again, like I started to say, this that what he's talking about is the Superman I grew up with, the Superman I fell in love with, and the character I'd yeah. love to see most. So, what did you think? No, I mean it, it's Henry really does a wonderful job of embodying Superman. Um, you know, you, you've heard numerous rumors that he—it's the role he's always wanted. It seems that he really does love the character and what the character stands for, and you know. I, I see why so many people are so attached to Henry as Superman because he does a great job representing the character. Probably yeah. as great of – no one's done this probably since Christopher Reeve, Reeves, right? I, I can't remember if it's got Ness on there. The two of them always get me confused, him and George. It's Reeve, yeah. Reeve. Yeah. You know, uh, you know I, and he's just passionate about it. And I think – I do think that Cavill kind of enjoyed the stuff he did with Whedon a little bit more than the stuff he did with Snyder. I know that's kind of seems to be the, the, 
the weird part of it because it seems like no one enjoyed the weed and stuff shooting with weed. And, but um, it, it, I just think he thought that that take on the character worked better for him and what he, what he believed in, um, you know? And like I said, he just really does a fantastic job of just embodying him. Like, you know, it, if he was walking around in that suit all day long, I think you could really believe that he was Superman. He just, he carries himself like Superman. He's, he's well-spoken, you know, he, he's very polite. Like that to me, like, I, you know, you criticize me all you want. Cat in a tree Superman is probably my favorite Superman. Yeah. And I, I mean, do enjoy man of steel and I like BVS. I like BVS a lot more than most people. And I reckon yeah. attest to that, you know? Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with everything you said. And like he's always loved the character. He named his dog Cal, um, after him. Mm-hmm. So like you know he does. He has, and he said he you know always has held a special place in his heart. And it's the role that made him popular. Uh, it's the role that made Henry Cavill known to people was Man of Steel and Superman. So you know it definitely. I'm happy again. Like we said when and he's he auditioned for it more than once. He auditioned for yeah, Superman Returns. He did, right? You know, so it's it's kind of his dream. Yeah. So it's kind of cool, like I said, that he never left the project, that he's officially back now and that he wants to give us that that Superman interpretation that most people love. Uh, so we'll see, guys. We know it's in discussion. We know he's going to be discussing things. He, he, he also said that he can't wait to sit down and talk to James Gunn uh, to hash it out, talk about, you know, going forward with what they want to do with the character. He's got to. It's his new boss. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to see how this thing unfolds going forward, but. I, for one, am happy, was happy to hear that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens and what they do finally decide on doing uh, in Man of Steel 2 or Superman 2 or Superman Reboot, whatever they're doing. It's going to be cool to see. So we do know Super, he, his character appeared kind of in the first Shazam. It was him, but it wasn't him. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we finally have c- confirmation that Shazam 2, Fear of the Gods, has wrapped so david sandberg they tweeted out on instagram i think it was ig yeah i think it was instagram put on instagram there's a picture of of billy or shazam holding the staff that he got the powers from you see him up in the air and then it says finish now uh finish now for a little time off see you in theaters in march so Shazam's done, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think they're going to destroy Citizens Bank Park. So for all you guys who re- enjoyed the uh, Phillies run to the World Series, I, I think you're going to suffer the same fate as Fenway Park and got and Godzilla Gods and Monsters. Or yeah, that movie, King of the Gump, King of the Monsters, uh-huh. wasn't it that movie? I think so. Uh, where Fenway Park was beautifully destroyed in that film. Um, I I actually enjoy Citizens Bank Park. I've been there multiple times, but uh, nice I'm excited for uh, Shazam 2 to be wrapped. I can't wait. Um, it seems like it's been a long time coming. Um, I Again, there hasn't been a movie that Sandberg directed that I didn't like. My favorite is definitely Lights Out. Uh, you know, that's my favorite. And he's a, he did a wonderful job with my uh, favorite little horror doll, Annabelle. So uh, I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, you know, from Lucy Liu to... You know, the rest of the cast, uh, Helen Mir- wasn't it Helen Mirren? Is that her name? Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see the Shazam Lee back in action. I, you know, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a blast. It really does. So uh, just utterly excited. And, you know, a lot of that comes off of just seeing Black Adam last week. You know, like I'm still riding that high. That was fun. I'm, I'm all in this uh, DC world of magic. 
and uh, lightning bolts and Condock and wizards and hell and, you know, all that stuff. So, like, I'm just, I'm enjoying it all, man. I, I recently read some Shazam books over the weekend. Uh, you know, I, I, I posted it on Twitter. Like, I'm, this is not fake. Like, I'm really feeling the buzz for this. I'm excited for this whole era of the DC universe because, you know, to me, it's, it's fresh. It's brand new. You know, sh- the only other Shazam content I really have watched is that whole TV show. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's, it's interesting seeing, uh, you know, a, a hero and was a Studebaker, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it is, the RV. Um, I much prefer what we're doing now, but uh, yeah. Hey, look, Black Adam's here. Shazam's here. I'm, I'm excited for this magical, mystical place. You know, uh, I'm, I, give me more. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see the two of them square up. Uh, yeah, I do have a feeling we're going to get something Black Adam-ish in this movie. I think you'd be stupid not to, to be brutally honest. I'm going to. You know? But, uh, we'll see. That's just a feeling I have. Especially now, I was just thinking about what's the next one coming after Black Adam is this. So I just... I think it would make the most sense. Yeah, I think we're going to see something in relation to when he got his powers. and I think we're going to see something. But we'll... We'll know for sure, obviously, in March. But yeah, I'm gonna guys, watch Shazam after we get done with this. Show. It's wrapped. Yeah, I watch it. Now, I think I watched it like last week or so. It's it's such a good movie. It's such a rewatchable movie. It's it really is a good movie to watch to, to just put on when you have nothing going on. I mean, I, 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 I tell you, I'm not lying. I read it. I read a, I read a four part story, Shazam and the Monster Society of Evil this weekend. It was great. I, I loved it. It was a fresh retelling of the origin. Mary Marvel was involved. It was different than the movie. So like. If you want to read a good Shazam book, go track that down. So, all right. So, a couple more things. Um, Pete, we have a Sophia Falcone. Oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm, ooh, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, ooh. so the Penguin has cast Kristen Milioti. Milioti, sorry. Sounds Italian enough for me, baby. Oh, definitely. Sounds, looks, definitely Italian. <laughs> That's a girl awesome. who knows a good congeal. <laughs> so yeah so she will be playing Sophia um obviously we know that whether is this do we know if this is a prequel or not to the this Batman? is a this takes place literally after, after I right, right the opening after? shot is the end shot of the Batman of Oswald walking through the wet uh, okay offices of Carmine all right okay so there so there we go so we know that uh Carmine is gone so obviously Sophia is going to play a very, very important role, I would assume, um, in what happens next. If you know anything about the mafia and <laughs> yeah, how and things they, work. They, they said it in the article when they announced it, this is going to be a gang war. This is yes. They're going to square up for the power of Gotham City. This has got blood and violence written all over it. I love it. This is great. I can't wait. Opening shot. We see Sophia off like Air Italia. She's coming back from the homeland. She's coming back to claim her crown. Oswald has taken it. This is going to be blood. This is going to be like Phil Leotardo in hiding, and he's just popping off Tony's captains. Boom. <laughs> hey, okay, Bobby Bacalai, buying a train. Boom, you're dead. You know, like it's, it's, this is what I want. This is what I need. You know, this is, this is my focus. When, <laughs> that, that's it, is this Penguin show. I, fantastic news. Bring it to me. Give it to me. I love it. I'm just, I'm ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yeah, this was this was cool. Uh, get a little bit more of the show fleshed out for me and who I'm going to be seeing in it. So yeah, this this was a cool little bit of casting news that we got. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of upping the ante for the show. It is one of the shows I'm really, really anticipating. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so just because I loved Car- Colin Farrell so much in the Batman. Oh, movie. hey, Jenny Slick. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the movie uh, was him and his portrayal. So, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this. Just, and... Yeah, I could go for a cigar here or there, but, you know, you know me and these comic book yes, characters yes. and cigars. Yes. I, need, I need my comic book characters to smoke cigars. Get a monocle, you too, Wolverine. Like, don't get all Disney-fied on me. Get a monocle, maybe, or I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'll take a top hat. I'll take an umbrella. <laughs> in there a little bit. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. So we'll see what we'll see what's coming. But uh, with a little cool little bit of casting news, another show that I enjoyed and I made, I was it was up in the air if it was gonna get another season was actually uh, kind of confirmed that we're gonna be getting a season two of The Sandman. Now I don't know if you watched it yet, people. If you haven't watched season one, you really should. Uh, I haven't gotten. I just I just literally got caught up with. Uh... A bunch of my other shows, so it's 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 on the list because I know you you're really high on it. Carlos is really high on it yes, uh, from the nerd fantastic. room. So everyone's been praising the show, and uh, yeah, I, I got to check it out. I really do. Yes. So um, if you don't, if I mean most people know, but if you don't know, it's based off Neil Gaiman's The Sandman comic run. Uh, so definitely want to. If you haven't watched season one, guys, you definitely need to go back and check it out because it's really really well done television, uh, and it's pretty faithful to this to the book so, have you read the book i've never read I, sandman i have read some of them i didn't read mm-hmm. all of them um but it's very very well done they do do they, there's some gender bending and they change some of that stuff but the the spirit of the characters are all pretty much the same so uh if you haven't if you watch season one it was great then they added a surprise bonus episode one was called the dream of a thousand cats which was a uh was an animated thing and then they did another one um called Calliope, uh, which was a live action one, which is a kind of an addendum to the first season of the Sandman. So we are getting a season two of my fellow Sandman fans. So that was excellent because it was kind of up in the air. People were kind of like, I don't know if it's going to get another one because it didn't do so hot or it kind of fell fast, but the numbers looked good from the beginning for me. So we will see, but it was a tweet on the DC comics official page. And then they pulled that, pulled it down, announcing that it'll be back. Yeah, they so. said it was canceled at one point, and everyone got all up. I mean, as fandom does, they all went up in an uproar. Yep. So I'm very, 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 very happy to hear this. This was a fantastic show. So looking forward to that. Uh, another another bit of news. We're going to switch a little bit to Marvel now. We're going to close the show with some Marvel stuff. Uh, another bit of news we got. If you guys enjoyed What If, I did. I thought What If was very well done. Uh, kind of gave another layer to... Um, the, the MCU and it kind of added to what we finally got from in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness because that Doctor Strange episode we got a little we already got a little bit into that that mm-hmm. what they did in Multiverse of Madness so it was a very cool little thing to see uh, but I one of the things about Thor Ragnarok I loved it because I don't love the movie but the I only loved, thing I liked yeah I loved Kate Blanchett's Hela mm-hmm. and she is going to be on in season two Kate Blanchett will be returning as Hela in What If. So, so that's, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, literally, the only thing I enjoyed about that movie was Kate Blanchett and Carl Urban. Um, they were the <laughs> yeah, only they, two they, they, yes, they, they were, were the right. only redeemable qualities in that film. I think that film's absolutely horrible, especially with what it did to the Hulk. Uh, I'm one of the few people who think that. I don't think a lot of people think that. Uh, actually, it might actually be more divisive than I actually let on. I feel like yeah, it's split think, down the middle. I think people who like it was the first Thor film that kind of pushed the comedy really really front and center Mm -hmm. and if you don't like that version of thor then you're not 
that's kind of you know. I really like, did love Love and Thunder though. So like that yeah. movie blew me away with how good it was and the meaning behind it and what I thought. I I went into it expecting to not like it, and I was totally wrong. I really enjoyed the hell out of that film. I think that movie, if you don't love the comedy, there's a lot of there's so much deep emotional stuff in it too. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of stuff that happens that with stuff. Jane, right? Yeah, so there's enough there to to pull you into the more serious side if that's what you prefer. And so that's why I think that that movie is so divisive amongst fans, uh, Love and Thunder. But, I mean, I liked it more than Ragnarok 2, I'm not going to lie. It was much, yeah, much, much more, more much better for me. Blanchett was so. great. I'm glad her voice talents are not going to be uh, you know, wasted. I'm glad she's coming back because I was really impressed with everything they did in What If Season 1. Um, you know, from what they did with Bozeman, um, even Jeffrey Wright is the watcher. Uh, I believe Michael B. Jordan was one of the a few actors who came back. Some actors didn't, but a lot of people, a lot of guys did. And I think they did a good job mixing and matching too in season one. Like there were certain points where I couldn't tell who was coming back and who wasn't. Like, I was like, is that, is that uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Like I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is that that voice? I can't tell. They did a good job. Um, so yeah, I, I thought I was really impressed with what if season one. Uh, so yeah. what if season two, I, I expect big things and uh, I'm glad she's gonna be a part of it. And we got your, one of your big, um, problems with MCU Spider-Man in what if he does mention uncle Ben. Yeah. Uncle Ben is addressed more than just initials on a briefcase. Yes. He's actually brought up. So yeah, I really liked what they did with what if I thought it was very well done. Uh, again, a cool way to kind of flesh out other stories and to add more depth to some of the characters. It, it was really well done. And, so I'm looking forward to this season too. And and any time Kate Blanchett and anything is worth watching. So yeah. just hearing her voice, it's going to be awesome to see. She her. looks really awesome in that like latex horn outfit. Like I she, she was, she's really hot. <laughs> I can't lie. She's, she's a beautiful <laughs> woman. <laughs> she was awesome. She was, she was awesome in the movie. Uh, and one of my favorite Marvel villains. One of, definitely one of my favorite Marvel villains. So definitely one of the better villains. I, I just I wasted in that movie. In my opinion. Yeah. A little bit. I would have liked to see that be more of the the conflict, uh, not all the Hulk stuff. Just have yeah. her and Loki and Thor kind of have a family battle. I think that would yeah. might have been a better way to go, but they didn't. So whatever. I, I, I released the I don't know helicut. <laughs> yeah, if there's another version of that lying around, we want to see. Yeah, it. release that. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> one other one other thing we got in what if was the last true performance of Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa uh, in his episode, in the Black Panther episode of What mm. If. And Ryan Coogler recently spoke about what the script would have been um, if Boseman had not tragically passed away. So this is what Coogler said. He said, the tone was going to be similar. The character was going to be grieving the loss of time, you know, coming back from being gone for five years after Thanos's blip. As a man with so much responsibility to so many coming back after a five, forced five-year absence, that's what the film was tackling. He was grieving He was grieving at a time he couldn't get back. Grief was a big part of it. So... To me, that I, I'm not interested in any more blip shit, man. I, I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm I'm glad that the story was changed. I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't still do that. I'm sad that Bozeman's not attached to us anymore for obvious reasons. But I I I, I don't know. This I'm I'm done with the blip. I'm ready to move on. 
<laughs> you know, I, no way home was my last bit of blip. That that was it. I'm ready to move on past the blip because I, I really do think that a, a more T'Challa, f- you know, story, you know, two kingdoms clashing. That's way, that's way more up my alley than, uh, you know, whatever this blip thing would have been. Um, I don't, so we'll see what happens. But. I don't know if it would have changed that part of it much. I think the it looks like from what we've seen from the trailers, obviously I don't know. We haven't seen the movie yet, but it looks like from what I've seen from the trailers, the morning part is the first half part of the film. And then everything kind of evolves from that. So maybe it would have been something similar, but then the more still would have been involved. I don't know. Again, he doesn't go that in depth, that far in depth to what it would have been, but that's mm-hmm. where I'm thinking. So it might've still been the same. Those two might've still been involved. Uh, but obviously with it, with Bozeman's past. Yeah. I'm, but honestly, I'm just, I'm done with this blip. It, it's happened. It's done. It's got a movie. It got a sequel. It's been mentioned over and over and over again. I'm done with it. I'm done with the blip. I'm done with Tony Stark. I'm ready to move on with the MCU. <laughs> so if you guys haven't already, there's actually a podcast uh, called Wakanda Forever that started started last Thursday on November third. We're recording this on November sixth. We start on the sixth. It's the seventh now. But we start, we started recording it on November sixth. Um, so it's out. Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates actually narrates it. Um, it features interviews with Ryan Coogler, Kevin Feige, Angela Bassett, and incorporates audio narrative storytelling about the comic book mythos of Black Panther and what's going on. Um, it will also honor the legacy, of course, of Chad Bozeman. So, what do you think? This is gonna- interesting. I actually thought this was going to be like a Batman audio adventures type podcast, but I was mm-hmm. totally wrong about that. Um, it's a, It seems like it's a cool little look behind the scenes. And maybe we'll find out more about the OG script that we just right. talked about. Um, uh, but it looks like we're going to get some interviews and some insight about this movie. And we'll get to honor our, our Black Panther as well, just, uh, you know, as he so well deserves. So it's uh, this looks like to be a very informative uh, listen. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to actually put it on on my commute. Yeah, I'm actually going to I'm going to probably take a listen to this starting tomorrow just to see what it's about. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to check this one out because I think it's cool. Anytime you get a kind of behind the scenes look into something, and especially because of everything revolving around this movie. Uh, I want to kind of hear a little bit more and dive into it a little bit more. I love the first Black Panther movie. It's one of my favorite Marvel films. And, yeah. Um, so I'm really, I've been looking forward to Wakanda forever uh, since that first trailer. Um, well, you so, know how much <laughs> I'm looking forward to Namor. Yeah. Namor is going to be a really, really cool uh, villain. And I've liked what I've seen so far. So it's going to be, this little podcast thing is going to be cool to kind of just dive in and get a little bit of backstory on What's the only on? thing I don't like about Namor in Black Panther 2 is I haven't seen his action figure anywhere, so that's my big <laughs> negative. I'm dying to get my hands on a, on a Submariner action figure, and uh, there's none to be had at Target. So, uh, Garrett, I know you know people who work there. <laughs> One specific person he knows very well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who works there. So if you could if you could hook that up for Pete, we, he would definitely, definitely appreciate it. So, All right. I think we've come to the end of our run today. That's good because I want to go to bed. Unless there's anything else you want to throw out at people. Uh, no, I'm just I'm excited. Uh, the next time we record, uh, I may or may not have met Hasbula, so uh, just keep 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 tuned to social media because everyone knows I love to talk about him. Yeah, and I may or may not have seen Black Panther the next time we record. 
Uh, I plan on going, but with my new job, I might have to travel. So I'm not really sure if I'm going to be here to see it. So uh, Eric's going to be traveling internationally to die. If I am, <laughs> if I do, if I am home and I do get to watch it, then I will give a quick review on it on our next show. Reno asked me, he's like, have you bought your tickets yet? I'm like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch of like 21 days of straight work. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. So we'll see. But I, again, I've been looking forward to this movie. So I'm very, very much, uh, very, very, I hope I'm, I can go see it before everyone else. Cause I still want to see black Adam again. Yeah. I've seen it twice already. So I got to see my, I got to take my brother to see it. He's a big rock fan. He hasn't seen it yet. And I did, it's one of the movies, it's rare that I enjoy something more the second time, but it, I did enjoy it more the second time. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's all for me. So Pete, give them your info. and where they uh, You can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform of hero at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast listening to right now. Excuse me, I had a hiccup. Straight out of Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider following both. Joining the group is a lot of fun. Uh, getting a lot more members, getting a lot of great discussion in there. So I appreciate you guys uh, responding to our articles. And, you know, as much as I love Steve Helm, he was the only one for a while. So Steve's the OG of the OGs. <laughs> and, you know, he's Steve Helm talking like this from Texas. Um, so I appreciate everyone doing that. Uh, podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. That's at uh, Italians number four Spidey on Twitter. Check that out. We dropped an episode not too long ago last month, and we're going to record an episode around the nineteenth of this month. That's the plan because that's right my next day off. <laughs> so we're going to get that one, and that's me, Nicholas Caruso, and Nico Caruso, your favorite father son dynamic on Twitter. Um, check out out Team Yellow Oval. Just posted all that Yellow Oval stuff. I know I'm kind of neglecting it a little bit. But it's like the sideshow of all sideshows. So <laughs> it's literally the red. It's the yellow-haired stepchild. Um, I'm on BatmanOnFilm.com. I got reviews. I got comic reviews monthly for Detective Comics. And I got toy reviews over on the channel on Batman on Film YouTube. I'm over there. Uh, me and Lauer did a Batman animation. We did Grundy's Night for Halloween. Check that out. The Batman, the original, the Batman, the animated show. So that's fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, and as always, I love arguing with Justin Kowalski on Twitter. So if you enjoy laughing, you should check our, our mentions in that department. Yeah, we got we had a good one about Titans actually last night. Yeah, it was good. So it was a little bit of a fun one. Uh, really quick, too. I want to thank Ryan Lauer for being on our show last time. Uh, you know, friend of ours, of course, as you guys know him and Peter are pretty much the Batman Book Club as well. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I'm there as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's always it's always fun to have our friends in this group on, and we haven't had anyone in a while, so it was fun to have Ryan on for our scheduling show. is a bitch, man. Yeah, it's it can be tough, especially uh, some of our friends have kids and family stuff they need to do, and it, it, that you know that of course takes precedence over anything we want to do with them. So I take precedence. What was wrong with them? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you know, we want to have more people on. I'd like to be I'd like to start having some guests on again. Uh, if we can do that so shout out eric carter you're the next yeah. on the list yeah we tried one the fire time rises it, it just i forget what happened the recording yeah it was kind of a lag and we couldn't I couldn't figure it out so he had that ricky church internet going on <laughs> yeah so but yes we definitely want to start getting more uh more guests on and if any of our fans out there want to give us a try see what it's like to be on a show let us know we'll we'll, we'll talk about that too we'll talk about you just got to have the right equipment yeah that's it Really just like with a lot of things in life, you just have to have the right equipment. <laughs> All right, yeah. you guys know where to find me at finally33, finale33 on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. As Pete mentioned, 
go on Facebook, check out Straight Outta Gotham, our page, our show pages, where we have all the information. The podcast is posted there. The group is where we have discussions on all that information. That's basically the difference between the two. Uh, you guys can check out my other podcast if you're a fan of the New York Knicks called All, all Nicked Up. It, on Twitter, it's also at all underscore Nick underscore up. How are they doing? Um, they're four and four, I think. I saw Br- Brunson the other day was impressive. They finally got a real point guard. He looked good. He looked good. He looked better than I thought he would. Yeah, they still can't defend the three-point shot, though, so that's kind of killing me. But, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, they are not – they don't have a superstar on that team. They just have a lot of good players, so they kind of have to work for everything they get. Yeah, I still love watching Barrett play, man. I, I would love to have that guy on my team. Yeah. Uh, the Last night's game against Boston was the best game he had of the season. He played really well there. last night. So, yeah, so it was fun to see. Uh, fun to watch him play. So, but you guys can come talk to me there. The guys also that do the show with me, Ty and Craig. John doesn't. John has a previous engagement, so he's not going to be on there anymore. But come check us out. We try try and do a. We do pretty much a live stream every Wednesday night. After it's been after the Nick games. It's supposed to be nine o'clock, but they've been playing every Wednesday. So we wait till the game ends before we go live. I want to be on. We, I want to be on the the game after they play the Pacers. Sure, if they play on a Wednesday, sure. Yeah, I'll bring you on. That'd be fine with me. I don't know, no problem with that. So get check check that over there. I promise you guys, I will get my review of Titans first episode first two episodes up to Bill. Hopefully by tomorrow, if I can squeeze it into my day, I will get it to Bill, and hopefully he posts it, and uh, we can you guys can argue with me about Titans. What Pete and I talk about today, you can argue with. Please me argue with Eric. <laughs> I need Eric more active on Twitter. And we could do that. Uh, I am active. It's usually just sports stuff right now. Yeah, I, I need Eric more active on Twitter. I'm very much into the sports angle. More of my sports stuff. Yeah. It's just, Speaking of sports, how are the Isles? They've been good. They had won six in a row, and then they lost yesterday. They lost. Devils the just won six in a row. They swept the Western so. Canada road trip, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah so. the Islanders have been playing well. Hockey's been uh, good for us. Lately. The you know, Jets man, are playing well. It's which... not good for those blue shirts, but, uh, you know, no. for the two of us. That's always a good thing. When the Rangers are bad, I'm happy. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to hit up Newark one day. It's a lot easier to get to Newark than it is to get to UBS, I hear. Not for me. <laughs> I still hear the parking situation is horrible at UBS. Yeah, but I live right down the block. I can walk I walk there when I go. Really? Yeah. How long of a walk there. is it? Ten minutes. That's beautiful. Why yeah. don't you have season tickets? Long story. Long story. <laughs> But yeah, a bu- it involves money. <laughs> a buddy of mine does, and he whenever he can't like whenever he has a ticket extra, he's like, "Hey, do you want to come?" So I, when he asked me, I go. So okay. It's awesome. It's awesome. Andrew's yeah, jealous. It's been cool. So no, he goes to a lot of games too. Actually, does he? Uh, yeah, he wants. He keeps hitting me up. He wants to go. I gotta uh, get. I gotta get to Newark. I haven't been there this year. I love that arena, Prudential Center. I love it. It's great. I love that place. It really is. It's it's a wonderful. It I wish it was a little closer to train station, but that's it's all right. I could use the steps. So. All right. So, yeah, guys, sorry for going on this little tangent, guys. Uh, we're that's gonna, what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. And uh, we should have done. But again, uh, I haven't said this in a while. Thank you guys for to con- for continuing to listen to us and to continuing to support us. Uh, we are approaching 100 episodes, uh, which I can't believe uh, in a lot of <laughs> not a respect. I can't believe I you put up with me for so long. I can't believe that people still want to hear us. That's... When people tell us, I tweeted about this, but when you guys tell us that you're anticipating our next show, that is the greatest compliment. That you we want to go get. on like a two week hiatus and see who bothers us? Like, where would you guys break up? Yeah, it happened but it's, like one day during the summer, we yeah we were recording for a little bit because we were just enjoying life. Chris, Chris asked. Chris was yeah. like, "Are you guys still recording?" 
And we were like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I just took a break. Oh, it's but but seriously, I like guys. Lazy. <laughs> seriously though, that's like that's just like the greatest thing. Like we just do we started this just because and here we are almost 100 episodes in and it's just the greatest thing when you guys say uh you want to really you feel like you're doing good work because people want to listen to you yeah and guys share it with your friends like share our show with your friends if you guys like it most people who they have similar senses of humor so share it with them and maybe they'll come become listeners and we can just keep this thing growing and building because that's eric's trying to build a fan base look that's what we want to do we should yeah we want the eric holzman aquaman branding company <laughs> i don't think i could use aquaman i think that's a trademark name aquaman you're aquaman i think i, think I can't use that but all right jockleman wow that's who you are you're jockleman that's a good that's a good term to end the show on jockleman i think that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so for pete i'm eric you're listening to straight out of gotham and we'll see you next time booyah <laughs>